Welcome to SPAG Dialogue. I'm Neha Chandra. Thank you for joining us for what we can assure you will be an enriching discussion. Now, a year ago in 21, Prime Minister Narendra Modi had announced the government's plans to launch a thousand crore startup India Seed Fund at the Praram Startup India International Summit. A year later, on Jan 15th, Prime Minister declared that Jan 16 will be observed as National Startup Day to take the startup culture to far-flung areas of the country. Now, if you take a look at the numbers, presently, Startups of India are working with 55 separate industries, and the number of startups has increased from 500 to more than 60,000 today. In 21, India granted 28,000 patents compared to 4,000 in 2013. Now, while we had 2.5 lakh trademarks were registered in 21 compared to 70,000 in 2013, this move only makes us realize that, you know, giving startups the mainstream recognition is being considered as a hallmark of self-reliant India. And now we take this discussion forward today with an eminent panel to understand what this move means for startups and the budding entrepreneurs in India. We would also deep dive into the healthcare startup space to understand the importance of groundbreaking ideas at the center of which lies the collective motive of patient care. I'd like to welcome our panelists today. We have Mr. Sudesh Verma, member BJP National Media Relations Department. We have Mr. Pankaj Jetwani, Executive Vice President, Health Ventures which is a Boston-based venture capital firm focused on helping entrepreneurs build the future of healthcare delivery. We also have with us Mayank Panerjee, who's the co-founder of Even. It's a health tech startup and healthcare provider that partners directly with top hospitals in the country to offer unlimited diagnostics, consultations, and hospitalization, all within one monthly subscription cost. And finally, we have with us Ms. Mukta Pradhan, founder and CEO of iThrive, which is a health and wellness startup that focuses on reversing chronic health conditions and lifestyle disease through functional nutrition using root cause analysis. I'd like to begin with uh, Mr. Sudesh Verma. If you could uh, make us understand what is government's vision behind announcing 16 Jan as National Startup Day. Thank you, uh, Neha. Thank you, all the panelists who are here. Uh, it's a great opportunity uh, because one topic, you know, that actually if you get into the depth of it, it excites you to speak on that. More so because I represent the party, the Bharti, and the party. And if I say, you know, my beginning statement would be that critics say, I'm not saying that. Critics say that the country is witnessing a startup storm. It's not even a revolution. And the way we are doing, and something which uh, is not being noticed by those who try to criticize the government, something is happening, you know, like you see the surface of the ocean and beneath the ocean, many things have happened. And if you come to know about it, then you realize, oh my God, this is happening at such a pace. And we are the third largest startup country in the world after America and China. And this has not happened uh, without a dream, uh, without so much efforts being taken. It's not just 2021 you were talking about. Actually, the reason came, you know, uh, from our Prime Minister, Honorable Narendra Modi ji, who had a great vision for the country. And it's his brainchild, immense faith in people's ability, particularly the youth, to do something on their own. The ability is to work, to participate in the development of the country and to be to do that meaningful exercise. He always believed, you know, when he was Chief Minister of Gujarat because uh, his years as Chief Minister gave him a much better understanding of how people react. Normally, how we see Indians, you know. Uh, we, oh, come on, people want a government job. They want to be safe, you know. They don't want to get into the risk factor. And in America, uh, people say that by the time you're 25, you want to be a millionaire. 
isn't it? You want to have a million dollars in your position to show that, yes, you have done something for the country and you have made your life meaningful. But in India, you are still looking for a government job, you know, somewhere, somewhere maybe in the private sector also, which gives you more kind of security. But this used to be the norm. And to change that, to transform that, you needed a leader who would push, who would understand the youths of the country and their, you know, inner desire to do something. It's a complete transformation, complete change in the thinking. And why uh, earlier it used to happen you know, that people would find that bureaucracy is actually, you know, uh, trying to prevent them from doing. Bureaucracy means that it is going to throttle you and release you. And this transformation happened when in Gujarat, when he was the chief minister of Gujarat. And now we are witnessing that in our country. I'll just quote his words, prime minister's words that will help you understand. Entrepreneurship and innovation have been taken out of the web of bureaucratic silos. Silos, you understand, small cubicles, you know. Uh, adding that startups are changing the rule of the game and will be the backbone of new India. It's a great statement. And the prime minister, after he took charge, the very next time when he addressed the country from the ramparts of the Red Fort, he spoke about this startup thing. And 2016, it started. January 16, it was launched. That is why you now see it as a National Startup Day. And the very thrust has been to make other youths who are fueled with capacity, entrepreneurship, and the reason to do something. But what happens normally, you see, you want to do many things, but you don't have the support system. So in absence of support system, what happens? You know, the traditional system where a person would learn the trick of trade from his parents or grandparents and then get into that and become a big man. It's a, it's a generational, you know, uh, effort that goes on to make him an entrepreneur, a big entrepreneur. But nowadays things have changed. The government is acting like enabler. If you want to do something, there are incubation centers set up by the government. They will understand your proposal and depending on your vision, your abilities, because individuals matter. Individuals, those who are filled by the vision, and if they are enabled by capacity building and given financial support, then that person can do miracle. And this is what Modi ji has unleashed in this country. And uh, simple, simple like uh, handholding, you know, simplification of procedures and then handholding, then funding support and incentives, and then bringing academia because academia and uh, laboratories, uh, if you do something experimented and don't implement at the level of field, then you are not actually gaining from it. So. Modiji brought all these together and today one startup, as you rightly said that now we have uh, close to 60,000 startups, even more than that. You know about unicorn, of course you would be knowing it. Unicorns are those startups that have a market valuation of 1 billion US dollar. If you translate it into money term, rupee term, that would come to say about 8,000 crore or something like that from today's market rate. So we have now, uh, we are getting close to 82 unicorns. And there is a target. If I really talk to you, it looks, you know, very, very impressive. Uh, the statistics given by the minister. We are going to have 100 startups, unicorn, which will have a valuation of 1 billion US dollars. And we are going to add more in 2023. So we were, you know, uh, a country where startups is changing the whole contour of thinking and how this, you, have, you must have heard of hackathon you see how the integrated thinking of modi ji is uh, getting into everything you know like uh, we government organizes hackathon in hackathon a problem of the state uh, say government is brought before people youngsters you know it graduates engineers those who want to innovate and they have been given the task give solution and the solution is brilliant and the government comes out with support and that becomes a very nice startup. So that is how the country is growing. And it's something I have seen, you know, 
I was a journalist earlier. I have not seen such kind of energy. I'll tell you my own son who is studying in Bishpilani. He's in fourth year engineering. And when I say that get into a cushy job because you will get paid more, he says, no, 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 no. I want to get into a startup. <laughs> so that kind of energy is there, you know. So All these that, people, that's exactly uh, those yeah. ideas and that kind of energy is exactly what we're talking about here. And it's very interesting with, you know, even the facts and the figures that you've shared with us right now. And moving on to someone who's been part of this movement, the entrepreneur. So if we speak with Mukda, I have a question for you here. Startups have also been called the backbone of new India. So as a founder, as a center part of this movement, how do you really feel about this announcement and the support that is coming through the government? To me, it's it's a really great uh, symbolic gesture from the government because it, it, it really brings the much needed focus on startups, right? Uh, but like in my honest opinion, it should go beyond the symbolism, right? What we really need is the policies and the framework that will truly enable startups like iThrive. So what what uh, Mr. Sudesh spoke of, the passion that somebody brings, right? Like I created my business because it's my baby. I have a passion to do something. I want to create a planet free of lifestyle diseases. It should be easy for me to do that, right? So uh, while I'm very, very happy about the announcement, to me, what I would look for going forward, it's been like last year and this year, is what kind of policies, what kind of frameworks would now be there to make sure entrepreneurs like me are enabled to like, you know, just grow to higher and higher levels. That's that's my opinion. Absolutely. And I think it's it's about the support. So it's just the beginning with the announcement. Right. We have a long way to go. There are a lot of things that need to be looked into. And I believe another uh, key factor here are our investors. So this is where I bring in Pankaj. Uh, we really want to understand from you, you know, you've been investing in startups for quite a while now. What kind of support and guidance is required from the investors end to support these entrepreneurs? So I think as investors, we play a supporting role. It's actually the best part of the job that I get to do is roll up my sleeves and work hand in hand as an extension of the founding team with, with my founders. And we invest exclusively in healthcare in the US as well as in India. And I think in India, we are seeing this huge shift, you know, to, to Sudeshi's uh, point, the entrepreneurial activity in healthcare in India is something like we've never seen before. And the Indian investor is now more open to making investments in digital health in India. That has not been, you know, that's a change from the last decade. There's a you know, increasing interest not only from Indian investors, but also global investors. And we're also seeing the emergence of healthcare specific funds, uh, both Indian and global that are more interested in healthcare. And that is, uh, that is great for the ecosystem, because healthcare is a fairly regulated industry right? that are um, building in healthcare is slightly different than building a consumer business or building uh, any other business. Uh, and that's where uh, I think the role of the investor becomes a little critical. Um, I think at W Health, we try to bring in a few things for our founders. We try to bring in some lens on what's happening globally on the innovation paradigm. My own your business, for example, a multi business, for example, I think there's a lot of learnings from what we see globally and what we can bring in India, contextualize in India and build for India. Um, I think the other thing that is important is we help our founders with building the clinical and product roadmap because healthcare is so regulated and fairly different. I think that is fairly important. And then uh, I think there's a, there's a talent gap in healthcare that, uh, you know, we're extremely excited about solving for our founders along with our founders, right? Our founders are obsessed with finding the best talent in India. It could be advisors, it could be full-time uh, folks. Uh, and that's something that we uh, we join our 
you know uh, founders are doing so basically it's a um, it's an it's a really regulated space we feel uh, there are two types of startups that emerge from india and healthcare you know startups that are building for india exclusively and startups that are building for the rest of the world uh, and and trying to bring something from india be it an ai technology be it be it a clinical model to the rest of the world and for the latter group i think uh, the other aspect that we like bringing is helping with the fda roadmap and really go to market into other countries uh, in addition to india so uh, it's a time like never before uh, for an indian investor it's like a it's a time like never before for the indian founder building for healthcare and um, as an investor i feel that uh, the best part of the job is enabling our founders and and helping and supporting our founders who are the backbone of india absolutely and i'm glad you know you uh, brought the conversation to the health aspect of it because what we've seen is that there has been a major focus in the healthcare industry and especially with the pandemic people's attitude towards health and wellness has changed so there's more self awareness there's more proactivity in taking care of one's health uh, while of course there has been an impact on industries because of pandemic there's also a, a lot of room that is there for startups to foray into this domain and we actually even uh, if you're stating numbers here we the recently concluded national startup awards that we had in 21 uh, it did see quite an overwhelming participation from the health and wellness industry so there were startups in the space that emerged as winners in the space of diagnostics i think life sciences medical devices ayurveda so there is a lot of scope here and uh, this is where bayank i'd like to ask you so you launched even during the pandemic in the year 2020 was pandemic a catalyst here uh, to sort of drive this change this change in thought process Uh no thank you so much for that Nehan thank you to everyone else on the panel it's been really really interesting to hear in terms of how important the pandemic was for us i think a lot of these problems have been structural right so for example um i was i'm fortunately one of the co-founders of even even was designed to solve a problem that i first saw when my tauji who lived in nagpur unfortunately got pancreatic cancer and essentially for a fair while a lot of our day-to-day disposable income was going to subsidize and pay for his treatment right I at the time as you can tell from my accent was living in the UK. Um I you know grown up in the UK I saw the NHS and that's a system where actually you've never had to worry about those things. I think looking at the pandemic it was just seeing a how a very very a system that's been in place for decades might just need updating. And I think our biggest thesis here is how can you actually focus on keeping people healthy? as opposed to waiting till they get sick that is very much our obsession that is kind of all we really think about and that's kind of been crucial to what we do i think the announcements like you know national startup day are also i think uh, you know um we've already muktaz already spoke a little bit about the kind of symbolism of it but i think i actually wouldn't underestimate that um the thing that even bunkage alluded to everything that i think about on a day to day basis is how do we attract the best people to work on one of the most meaningful problems of the next few decades right and some of the most talented people that we work with are freshers they're just out of college and they are turning down jobs at the likes of google deloitte multinationals to come work for us and you know i'd like to think i'm okay at selling i i spit a story but when you have kind of national level initiatives that the prime minister is talking about it makes that conversation a little bit easier not just to the actual 22 23 year old but more importantly their parents how do you normalize this kind of behavior so that if we are to hit goals like being a 5 trillion dollar economy by 2025 you're going to i i think it's very unlikely that overnight a lot of the companies in sensex are going to double or triple whereas we are growing 100% every month 
And I think startups are really the way to, if we are really going to completely change the way the Indian economy runs, it's probably going to be with new companies, new ideas, and new breakthroughs. And we hope to play a very small role in that. Yeah, and I agree completely with the point where you specifically mentioned about how freshers are looking to join such ventures. I think it's all about the drive to build something from scratch and uh, the ideas that are brimming right now and just about the fact that there is information that they want to work with and uh, startups like yours are also giving them this opportunity. It's it's quite an interesting point here and this is where uh, Pankaj, I'd like to ask you, uh, when you're looking at a startup, when you have these meetings with startup, what kind of insights do you look at while you're evaluating one? Yeah, I, I think... I think the genesis of why there's so much entrepreneurial activity uh, in healthcare, you know, to Mike's point is things haven't changed in healthcare in the last, you know, 20 years, right? When when I was growing up, my father was diabetic, right? And as a seven, eight-year-old, I, you know, strength, you know, curious about, you know, what what you're eating every day and, and stuff. And the management of his diabetes 25 years ago was the same as I did to my patients 15 years ago when I when I graduated from medical school. Uh, it was the same as what I would do five years ago. And why is it that in the world when everything is changing, management of a lot of chronic diseases, a lot of the care delivery that we see has not changed? And that's not true in the rest of the world. And technology is continuing to play an important part in that, you know, evolutionary journey, right? So we're investing in businesses solely that are improving the way care is delivered today by bringing in better technology, better care models, better care experience, better products. Uh, We're actually investing in businesses that are building, keeping the patient in mind. All throughout these decades, you know, patients are a uh, are a forgotten stakeholder, right? You know, patient experience, you know, so what if the patient waits three hours in the waiting room? So what if, you know, they have to pay, you know, 25% of their income uh, every month for medications and labs? Like, so what if, uh, you know, they, they, during the time of COVID, they have to go and stand in the, you know, queue for testing? Startups are changing that today. So the metrics that we really care about uh, are a combination of healthcare-specific metrics and a combination, you know, and regular consumer business metrics. So we really care about what you're building. Why is it unique? Why is it compelling? Why is it on the right side of healthcare change? Why will patients benefit from this? Why will providers be excited? Why will doctors be excited about the solution? Uh, how does it fit in? Is it truly innovative or is it one among like 200 other solutions? And then on the consumer side, we're, and we're really excited about basic metrics. Like uh, what is it, you know, what is a, do you know how, how you'd acquire a customer? How would you really scale from a thousand users to say a million? users. Uh, and that relates to what is your customer acquisition cost? What's your lifetime value? What are your margins? Given that India, most of the healthcare dollars are actually spent by patients out of pocket. We see this as a price sensitive market. So some of these consumer metrics are also important as much as healthcare metrics around, hey, is this benefit patients? You know, what is the clinical outcomes? What is the patient experience? So it's a, it's a combination. So when we speak to founders, the guidance always is that you, you're building two businesses. You're building a consumer business and you're building a healthcare business. And so metrics that, are, that, that you need to care about include both you know, from both these worlds. Absolutely. I think this is a lot of uh, helpful information that you've just shared here because uh, A, of course, patients are at the heart of this. When we're building something in the field of healthcare, it is the patients for whom we're doing this. So definitely the focus remains there. And I see with even, uh, you know, as we have even here, we have iThrive, 
just like uh, Mayank pointed out, even is about sort of looking at, you know, ensuring that patients do not or uh, the families do not go through the kind of, uh, it's, it's a smooth healthcare delivery process that we're bringing here. And so with iThrive. And, you know, this is where this, this thought comes in with all these new startups that are coming in this space, uh, especially in the healthcare field. Uh, Mukta, do you believe that with the health-oriented startups, are they looking at disrupting, or we can use the word disrupting, the healthcare space in India? Absolutely, Neha, and that's like such a lovely question. The thing is, like, even from my perspective, the entire reason why I started iThrive is a huge personal story there, but uh, the way healthcare was done, even until like maybe three years ago, it was mostly sick care. Uh, you know, you were just managing somehow, like some medicine, some tablet, some diagnostic, some doctor, like, you know, just kind of treating symptoms and helping somebody get through life. Now it's more proactive. It's more proactive. Yes. Like, what we are doing is we're preventing illness if someone has an illness like uh, if, if I had met Pankaj many years ago and if I could help his dad at that time he would have reversed the diabetes right like because there is so much science there's so much evidence there's so much research that's going on that helps you really figure out what's at the root of someone's health problems and it's, it's not woo-woo it's, it's really driven by science right there are measurable diagnostic tools that you can use like blood tests and the fact that we now have the ability to bring all of that to make it easy for a consumer to kind of, uh, you know, just learn what's really going on in their body and then use stuff like food, like so simple, right? Like just food, food's going to reverse your disease. But bringing that approach in that, you know, instead of managing a disease, instead of trying to live with a disease, instead of doing sick care, you know, we are actually doing healthcare where we truly genuinely care for a person that's the biggest disruption right like you're actually caring for a human being and then you're bringing out all these um, tools and methodologies and uh, whatever uh, setups apps tech everything to kind of make sure that the person who's suffering right now experiences comfort and then you know it's not just about like the lifespan of a person it's about the quality of that lifespan that you can extend for someone right so what I'm seeing with so many healthcare startups that are coming up, including even I'm just checking out even yesterday. And I think it's phenomenal what we are offering to people now on this planet. So yes, we are disrupting healthcare completely big time. And I'm so looking forward to what's going to come 2022 onwards. It is, it is quite an exciting time. And, you know, even as, uh, as, as a consumer, as when we see all the content out there, when we read about, even we read about iThrive with the other startups and the way information has been conveyed, it's, just makes us more, uh, it is more of like a proactive response to healthcare than passive. And I think we've seen that in the last uh, two to three years, especially during the pandemic. Now, I'd like to just move on to, you know, taking final thoughts. So starting with uh, Mr. Sudesh, if you could have give us an idea of what is exactly the way forward we're looking at for young talent in India who are looking into stepping into this entrepreneurial space. See, we have already moved to a situation from where a youngster who feels capable enough to do something for the country, doesn't want to be a job seeker. He wants to be a job enabler, job giver. And that is the transformation we were looking at. It's going to happen. One startup, you know, on average gives you, say, about uh, 11 jobs, as I was saying. So in this situation, you see, science basically bringing science closer to humanity and making them empower people, you know, that is the purpose of science. So now we are seeing more and more science getting integrated into the whole system to make our lives better. Whether it's healthcare you're talking about. You see, we will be looking forward to a situation where everybody's health is mapped, you know, using IT. So if health mapping is there, 
it would be much easier for doctors to give the treatment. Whether and now with Ayushman Bharat, which gives you a treatment of five lakhs to a poor person sitting, say, in a remote village in Jharkhand, so that becomes much easier. So that is why uh, the government is also focusing on rural areas, not only in terms of tourism, in terms of health also. And of course, health sector is getting the second biggest uh, startups uh, in this country. So we we are witnessing a revolution, and I'm sure that this is the best time. You know, investors are there. If your proposal is good, people actually they want to make money. They they will make money. You will make money, and the society will be benefiting because of your efforts. That's the best time to be in India. Absolutely, and uh, I definitely you know uh, agree with what you have said here. Just taking in final words, uh, Mayank, if there's something you'd like to share with respect to what the plans ahead, what the vision you have in mind. I think our vision is is pretty straightforward. Um, every single year, I think Mr. Um, has already talked about Ishwan Parat. That's from what we see the bottom forty percent, and I think that's an incredible role that you know the government's already doing, right? I think despite that, every single year, about five poor people are at risk of medical bankruptcy. And that is just completely unacceptable. Every single year, you spend hundreds of millions of dollars, of crores, hundreds of crores to get people out of poverty. And then a single one-off event breaks that and completely ruins it. I think our goal, and that it's a long-term goal, and it may take us 20 years to get there, but how do you ensure that absolutely no one ever has to struggle and not get access to the healthcare they need because of how much they earn. It's a very simple basis. That's as I said, I think it's a it's a very tough problem, but it's one that you can say to yourself, yeah, this is something I'd like to work on for the next 20 years. And if there's anyone listening to this who finds it interesting, please, we are always hiring. Please reach out. Um, we'd love to work with smart, amazing people. I thought I'd get that in there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are definitely interested in supporting what, you know, what you bring to the table. And it is, it is quite exciting. And even though you, have, you, you the way you've said that it might take 20 years, but this is the time that we've started. And there's always a good time to start. And I think this is when it is. Uh, Pankaj, how about you? What are your final thoughts here? I feel that it's an incredible opportunity, right? Like COVID has made, you know, before COVID, healthcare was relevant for what, 10% of the population, right? Like you had some healthcare encounter on an ongoing basis, you know, chronic disease. But COVID has made healthcare personal for all of us, right? All of us have been ex- uh, affected in some way or form. Uh, and that has exposed the large gaps that we have as a country in the healthcare infrastructure itself, right? And 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 we have to build that together. For example, in a country of what, 1.4 billion people, we have 650 endocrinologists, right? Like you can imagine the, just the, just the and, and most of them are concentrated in the metros. So uh, the point I'm trying to make is that technology is the only way we can build the future of healthcare in India, right? It has to be technology first, technology enabled, um, and the incumbents, your uh, traditional health systems and your payers are innovating and they have to, uh, but it is going to be startups that lead the way for, for the new Bharat to, to get the care that they need today to get the care they need in the future. So I think my final thoughts are that it's an incredible, incredibly exciting time to be a founder in healthcare. It's an, and, and uh, health tech, we call digital health or health tech a sector today. I think in five or 10 years, health tech will just be healthcare. Like we we will you know we we won't be thinking of it as another sector. It'll just be healthcare. So we're driving towards the future, and that's the only way um, India will overcome the gaps that it has in healthcare delivery. Absolutely, and I think with the startup culture that we have in India right now, uh, with health and not just health, with other industries as well, I think we have started on a really great path. 
and uh, there is a lot with this recent announcement it's just the beginning there is definitely you know we hope that it encourages more entrepreneurs to come forward with their ideas uh, bring it to the table and the delivery of those ideas and the process is a smooth one what with you know with uh, the announcement that has happened and uh, thank you i really want to thank all the panelists today for sharing their experiences with us and their insights on the startup culture in india we hope to see more entrepreneurs come forward with their ideas and explore the limitless possibilities that are there that the country has to offer thank you so much everyone this is neha chandra and thank you for joining us on spag dialogue thank you for listening If you'd like to tune in to more such conversations subscribe to the SPAG Dialogue podcast or visit our website spagdialogue.com